Oh, he's a Darbs. Which never, that podcast? Never put the dating host, profile. My cat will figure heavily into it. Take this quiz. Are you an Aura or a Josh or a Cody <laughs> or a Biscuit? Oh, they're all a Biscuit. <laughs> it's one of those like really leaning quizzes too, where it's like three normal questions, and then it's like, do you dream about fish? And do you like swatting at things that don't exist? <laughs> Jokes on them though that could hurt that could, that could yeah. still get you to the, uh, the That's at least us, really. you and me yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome listeners to that podcast we'll never do how do you feel about being stroked by Kyle right <laughs> no. <laughs> no I meant as no, a, I as a, no not as <laughs> no I get it but still... again that's that's the thing that every, all three of you could yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all four of never us knew, where Aura likes to talk about getting a, an old fashioned from a former <laughs> host <laughs> Kyle would never <laughs> ask to clean your car uh, I'm Josh and yes I, I naturally look this way uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with me are Aura the Mutant forced out of the community, <laughs> and Cody, who I think has the disease. Hello, viewers. <laughs> Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> I, if I spontaneously combust, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I would, I would rather live in the woods, but you know, like the the fifty fifty, <laughs> I'm fine with either of those outcomes if that's how it's got to go down. <laughs> So you're, you're okay with living in the universes of any of our shows tonight? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm definitely not surviving in either one of them. Uh, I, I feel like in the like Dante-esque uh, hellish irony way in a black hole scenario, I would probably be one of the like bumpy all over the face people, like all those small bumps. And I'm definitely either getting just like needlessly caught in the crossfire in beauty or exploding <laughs> so Aura where uh, what is, where are we what's the show <laughs> I don't where can you find what, it I don't know which show we're recording now I don't <laughs> where know. am I what am I doing it's going to... <laughs> uh, oh gosh that could be a hot or not question too really <laughs> like how good's your memory <laughs> like on a scale of 1 to 10 <laughs> I just said the name of the podcast I'm trying to prompt you to tell people yeah no I, that, uh, that podcast uh, dot fm <laughs> no. nope no. no also incorrect not, not really the case <laughs> that podcast productions dot fireside dot fm you can That's find all cool. of our there pods there give them a round of applause ladies and gentlemen <laughs> He tries. <laughs> so bless his heart. You've already said one of the things we're doing today. So what's what's the other one? I said both. Oh black, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> black hole and beauty. <laughs> black hole and beauty. Black and clearly, beauty. Black beauty hole. Clearly, ooh, can we not do that? <laughs> Never mind. I'm backing off the gas on things, that one. <laughs> the tags for this episode. Edit point. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we don't do that in this show. We, we live with our crimes here. More or less. Uh, I take you? out the real hateful stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the episode when Aura just starts talking about Jews. No, yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen. Will you stop uh, that? Did you, do, you did a sort of 
<laughs> motion with your hand <laughs> while you were doing it like this? I did not. He keeps you referencing like, Babylon. Stop doing that. I, <laughs> stop. I think stop. It's, I think it's all stop. that research. Stop. Oh, <laughs> oh God, what's happening? We read comic books for yes. this for this yes. episode. This is, believe it or not, not a not a hate rally, but actually a comic. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> well, I just told you. <laughs> but this is the show where we talk about comic Wait, books. Wait, which show is this? Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, damn it! <laughs> run this right. train off we're, the rails. I'll run we're it. We're not quite at ten minutes yet, so we haven't completely lost them. They usually, it's like, if I look at the graph of our episodes as far as content goes, I feel like it's usually around the 10 minute mark that we get, we get somewhere. We're doing, we're, we're doing, how did this get made? And you're Jason Mazzucas, <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm Paul Shearer, and I guess Cody is June. I'm the oh. little soundtrack that does the doom, 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 Okay, so uh, what I wanted to say before we start talking about these things is that there are spoilers and swears on our show. Oh my gosh, you remember. Be aware of spoilers and swears. Unsavory language. We should. We can make remember, a bumper. Remember, remember. <laughs> I think November. November. Remember, remember. We swear in November and Sometime December in November. and in January <laughs> through. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. <laughs> um. Okay, so what's uh, what's the thematic link between these two works? The Beauty and uh, Black Hole. Because I think Aura came up with this, so... I did. Why don't you? Sexually transmitted diseases, Josh. Uh, that's not proper talk for a young man. <laughs> now listen, Josh. If you're going to be informed about these sort of things... <laughs> your body is changing. See? I do think it's fun that we've managed to put together a show that's entirely about sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> in our comic book show, and that we have a further ado to pair with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's, uh, in both instances, it's relevant, but in different ways. I think, like the for Black Hole, it definitely lends itself to like a body horror angle. Yeah. For that, and for beauty, I feel like it definitely leans kind of towards a uh, like a criminal mind CSI type, like oh, view we'll of sexuality. Through, we'll walk through the books and get the <laughs> the one that I like and the one that I don't. I oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Usually, Wait, you didn't like. Oh wow. I'm. I think I'm going to be on the same page as Josh. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Like okay, here we go. I want to fight now. Now, now, war <laughs> is awake. This is the book you're gonna fucking defend. This, welcome to that. Podcast. I don't know which one I'm defending yet, but let's find out. I think you can fucking guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them was a critical darling, right? And the other one's the beauty. Oh. Um. Normally, I like to start these by getting to some sort of background thing about it. Which is sort of why I'm stymied here, trying to get us into the episode. But I don't know what to do for that. Uh, you guys ever had any STDs? Because well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have a dirty I, dick. I know a guy. Um, I, I did have an STD test once. That was that was no. Yeah, that's that no, no fun. Um. Yeah, talking about Charles Burns for a second. Uh, he did a he did a uh, interview in um. What was the name of that book? 
Um, it's a book of cartoonists. You've seen it before. Uh, it's it's not the conversation series, but it it's like uh, it, it's a it's, it's a bunch of interviews. Anyway, uh, the interviewer asked him if uh, if if he was willing to show his uh, show his children his works, <laughs> and. And he said, "Well, you know, they're they're around when I'm creating the stuff, but but <laughs> but you know, they don't they don't really read the whole thing. Maybe when they're older." So I thought I thought that it was an interesting answer to that you know that question in some ways of like, oh, well, yeah. you know, how old is too old? <laughs> like even in the creator's mm-hmm. eyes, about like how to deal with these things. Yeah, just because you create something that's full of smut doesn't mean that you want your kids reading smut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, age age appropriate for sure. But I mean, like, besides just the books, like he's got a prolific career in album covers and magazines and stuff as well. Just on like graphic design work yeah. as well. How many times can I say as well? As well, as well, as well. Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, he's one of that same generation as Peter Bag, I think. Uh, comics guys who who grew up. Uh, in the early indie era, like the post-comics with an X era, uh, according to the, the fold here, he, he got his start in uh, Art Spiegelman's Raw magazine, uh, which mm. is a magazine I know fucking nothing about. Yeah, that's I <laughs> I read the same on like the flap, and I was like, I really need to look into that, because that would be very, very interesting. Yeah. And he used to do cover art for The Believer, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's done several graphic novels. Uh, do you know if these came out in issue? They did. Okay. I have I have eight through twelve. I Black Holden. I don't have the earlier ones. Yeah. Uh, they're in like the chapters, the way that it's separated. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. What year is this? It's set in the seventies. Originally published ninety five to two thousand four. Wow. That's a long fucking time to publish a book. Well, well, it's it's twelve mm. issues, I think, or sixteen, something like that. So twelve, I think. Is that yeah. like what, like two a year, one a year? Yeah. No, it. Uh, there was a big delay between like issue. Oh, they Doomsday like, clocked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he has a real life and yeah. other jobs and stuff. And I mean, he's. I'm sure there's some this, other people maybe doing like cleanup and editing and stuff. This but, was super independent too. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't even like Image or anything like that where they handle the. The administrative end, like he did it all. Well, so. according to this, it was released by Fantagraphics. Yeah. Hmm. Which, again, that sort of Peter yeah. Bag, Daniel Close mm-hmm. generation. Sure. That was sort of your career trajectories. You started off in the magazines, and then you did uh, weird little anthology stuff, and then Fantagraphics tapped you to do something that you cared about. Yeah. Cool. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so does somebody want to walk us through this? Because I did well, not actually reread it. I just glanced back through it because I've read this several times before and because uh I wasn't in the mood. This I, book is cool. I could real quickly <laughs> talk about Jeremy Hahn for a second too. Oh. Yeah, that's what do we oh, want to do, do both? I figured we could do that when we when we're on to the beauty. Oh alright, never mind then. Or, we take them both in strides. Or you just not because the book is bad. I don't Wow. I do, okay, I, I have stuff to say. I don't. Know. I don't I'm hate just it. With you. Oh, we'll get, we'll I'm ready. I know. Oh. Look, I'm exaggerating this to provide conflict uh, artificially to our show. <laughs> I, if you want my honest review of the beauty, I think it's a little mediocre, and I wish we would taken a different direction. <laughs> okay, I'm just you know, you seem 
antagonized. Oh, I'll antagonize. <laughs> Why are you handing this? Up? I don't know. It got passed to me. No. Nope. Somebody do the summary of the. That's f- how you do. All right, all right, all right. I okay. I re- I read the book. The- What's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> I do the summary on the other show. Do you want me to summarize? Do you want to talk about this no, one? No, I don't do summaries. <laughs> All right. Okay. Black Hole is a uh, black and white... How long? <laughs> it has a red cover. Uh, <laughs> black Hole is a comic Alrighty. book written by Charles Burns. I love you. <laughs> none of that, none of that had been officially hole. established yet. I know. <laughs> We don't. We always do that joke with him. It's probably not. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it is tough to come up with this shit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Witnessed by the fact that Aura doesn't fucking do it anymore. Oh, I. Well, you you got mad at me because I, what I always wanted to do was the five sentence synopsis, and then you'd be like, "Come on, Aura!" Like, and I'd be like, "No, that's all I have to say about this." <laughs> like, uh, there's breasts in this book. <laughs> well, that's all we need to know. So yeah. let's talk. About all right, let's talk about the. <laughs> okay, Jesus fucking Christ! Black Hole is about these teenagers in Seattle in the seventies, right? Yeah, uh, like a bunch of sort of teenager dirtbags are the main characters of various stripes. Uh, but it's in an alternate universe where there's this weird disease that causes you to have a fucked up mutation. Yeah, like if you have had sex with somebody that has the disease. Uh, and I think on, the, on one of the jacket flaps or something, when it was talking about one of the reviews, they say in most works, it's, it's kind of like Night of the Living Dead. Like, in most works, when you have that setup, it would it would be towards, okay, this is how they treat the disease. This is how society ab- absorbs it and, and conquers and science, etc., etc. Uh, that's not what this book is about. Mm-hmm. In this book... It's, it's just about the teenagers and how they treat each other while this disease shit is happening. It's definitely, like, it's set up like a horror thing, too. There's mm-hmm. not going to be, you can kind of tell from the beginning, too, there is a <coughs> uh, intense and dramatic reveal of pretty much everything that's going to happen. And then immediately following that, the other characters that you follow have, like, nightmares about all the fucked up stuff that's going to go down. And then immediately after that, it kind of like eases you into the normalcy of their like day-to-day lives of just like getting high and hanging out and having sex and trying to cover up the fact that they're like slowly mutating. Yeah. It is. It's very, it's interestingly paced. Like it would make a great Netflix, like limited series. Mm-hmm. Honestly. It, it feels like uh, Uzumaki meets the Scarlet Letter. And there's there's similarities in the art too, I think, because Burns' style is like it's black and white, oh, but it's so black. It's 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 <laughs> so kind of dark. ugly and hypnotic. Yeah, his character faces are at first glance kind of I don't know, they kind of remind me of clothes in some way. Yeah, for like, sure. They're characters that aren't traditionally pretty, but they're mm-hmm. interesting looking. Yeah. In ways that I find absorbing. Yeah, everybody is like unique, but also in like in a similar sense. Like, it feels like a fully realized art style for this whole world. Yeah, and you get a lot of characters that, like you said, look, it's, there's not a lot of character confusion in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, to be fair, I actually did have a huge character confusion at the beginning of the book. And <laughs> Me that, too. And then I thought Same that there was one. only one male character. Yes. And there was one female character, but there are two main male characters and uh, a, then a 
female main character. Yeah, yeah. I I also had that same. Confusion. And it, it was the facial Fair hair. Enough. Eventually, <laughs> I thought it was doing a weird time yeah. thing, and it was jumping back and forth. And then, yeah. really quickly, I realized I was like, oh wait, like. I couldn't find any examples of them saying the names, and I had to go back and realize that <laughs> one character is Keith and the other is Rob. Want to go play with a dead body? <laughs> you want to go play with the skin of a dead body? Oh, that's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the main plot threads here? Um, like the one that that I remember the best, because again, I did not reread all of this, uh, is the the main the main the female lead. Mm-hmm. Who has a crush on this guy, uh, Rob? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, can't remember her name. And they have sex, and he has the disease, and so she gets it. And it, her, it, the disease manifests differently in everybody. Yeah. And hers is that it, she sheds her skin. Um. She she gets quicker than some... normal people because we all yeah. shed our skin just very slowly and in one smooth <laughs> chunk. Yes. And his mutation all, is like, you guys really are, scary. You guys right now are leaving your skin all over my fucking apartment, which is very <laughs> rude. So um, it's dingy anyway. You wouldn't notice. Fair enough. Uh, and and the class finds out uh, that this is the case, and she is forced to sort of flee to the edges of town, where there's this camp of all, all the people that have she mutations. Well, she she flees because her parents are forbidding her from seeing. That's right. They, she gets caught skipping class, and so then they they know that there's all these mutant people that are camped out on the edge of town, and Rob, who knows them because his mutation is he has a tiny little mouth on his like chest oh, neck that area so gross. that speaks, <laughs> and she kisses it. Yeah. And it's, oh, oh, that's oh, really oh man, that, that is, part's great. That is the most repulsive shit can, in this fucking. Can, book. It, well, can we real quickly? The mood and the pacing of it is the, so the ewes. Scary. How many times did you ew while reading this? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't find it that disgusting, except for like that part. It will. It that's <laughs> where maybe it, I'm weird. That's where it feels <laughs> yes. like Uzumaki yeah, because. Enough. You'll have that thing where it's page turns, want, and then it's I like... I wondered if you'd compare it to Uzumaki. Go on. <laughs> it's like gross reveal that then just goes on for like a whole page. If it's the body horse, if it's everybody's individual like really weird mutations, or the tail girl, or the tail girl's bedroom the first time you see oh, that. Yeah. Like that was the one that really wowed me, where I was like, Jesus, what the fuck is happening? Uh it is. I think there's a good comparison to. Uh, oh, to Edo. Yeah. Uh, I do think there's less density of detail in Burns. Because mm-hmm. Edo's backgrounds and characters have a density of detail that is fucking incredible. So, all right. <laughs> you have to watch footage of him drawing something to really appreciate how much line work he puts into his drawings. So, I know we're we're waiting to get a little bit more into beauty, but I do have a comparison. Not yet, then. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Like, Okay, do it. Go. Hurry up. So, there, this book makes up a lot of people talking to each other, but there is no two, like, exact same panels. Like, a lot of the time, there will be really creative... Split oh, like ups, you didn't reuse. Yeah, split ups and page differences, 
where it'll be like people talking. It's just two people conversing, but they walk around or they gesture with their hands. They're like smoking or, you know, getting <coughs> drinks or going back and forth. And then it's details about like what the person is thinking while they're watching somebody do that. And then beauty has a lot of like reused uh, panels just because it's the same. It's just people yeah. talking back and forth. And so, but in beauty, they're just the same stagnant images. So I feel like that definitely helps the overall like pacing of a longer book like Black Hole versus the like one volume of beauty that we read. But yeah, continuation. And, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want to. Okay, so there there is what I would say a crafts choice here though. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like Charles Burns is a different kind of craftsman than um Han doesn't do the art on that. Who does the art? Is it Hurley? Jason A. Hurley? Yeah, mm-hmm. Hurley. Uh I mean they're they're approaching it from I think different places. Like Yeah, I it, it definitely feels like an image book. <laughs> Wait, wait, go. We'll really get into the comparison once we've, right. we've laid them both. Then out, I'll wait too. Um. So what else do Just we need to, to talk about? Confusing people. As to right. What we're talking about. So since we're still talking about black hole now, what else do we want to extrapolate oh. on it? Well, do we want to talk about sort of what the story means in a larger sense? Because I don't think that like what's happening in the story on the surface level isn't really, I think, what you're meant to take away. Like it's not just a story about like the shit X Men. Yeah, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't feel that. It's sort of, but it's right. But can we for a second dwell on the shit X Men thing? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, let me tell you, friend, like, getting superpowers from a sexually transmitted disease, which I guess both of these books are, but getting a depending know, on what you define superpower as, sure. Yeah, uh, getting a getting a superpower from a sexually transmitted disease, like, it would almost necessarily have to be garbage, right? Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, otherwise everyone would have one, right? Right. Um, But I think the story, like, as much as the story has to do with these weird mutations, I honestly, the first thing, what I I took away from it the first time that I read it is that it reminded me more of stuff like Dazed and Confused, like 70s coming-of-age shit. Because it's really just this sort of coming-of-age story. Like, in particular, the story of the, the young woman who, like, is, as, I was, as we were saying, she goes to live at the edge of town. She finds out that... Uh, she eventually figures out that Rob, the guy that she's into, has been killed uh, at, at the command of this other guy, who's a, <coughs> a chestnut dickhead, who also lives there and is a total fucking creeper. And then she sort of tries to run away, and the book kind of ends with her not knowing what she's going to do, like, what she can do in this world. Well, see, when it gets to that point, I feel like it's definitely, like, it devolves into that kind of more artsy, like, weird breakdown, end-of-my-world-as-I-know-it sort of thing. Yeah. And that, like, is definitely part of the abject horror of all of the imagery that's, like, repeated throughout the book, too, is building towards this, like, finale of just... Shit. It's kind of like a French New Wave or Italian neorealist finish, it, honestly. It feels like... 
I just saw The Lighthouse, which is a black and white movie where it's just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe like working on a lighthouse slowly going crazy, and it felt very similar to Black Hole in the same sense of like <laughs> on a on a larger scale, it's like three people kind of slowly going crazy, but the first half of it is definitely that like coming of age. It's very good at the interpretation of what it's like like seeing other people for the first time or then like the mm-hmm. mutation stuff too like where where do you draw the line if you draw a line at all yeah and in a lot of it and I think the metaphor one difference that I think between this and the other one it's going to be a very brief one in this one I think the disease is just sort of a metaphor in general for teenagers coming to grips with sexuality yeah mm-hmm. uh, which is something that it will share with our further ado selection, but not, I think, with the beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, that central metaphor that's happening is that all these characters, like, they have sex and it changes them and everybody knows and their peers and their parents all, all know that it's it and they get ostracized. And they become monstrous it. because of it. Yeah, they, become, they become the other. Well, I think, the process. I think that's also part of the comparison too is that some some of the people clearly have a better job at hiding it than other people obviously the main character has it from the beginning and his girlfriend is like bandaging her hand even the main uh, girl in it like the shedding of her skin she can do a pretty good job of hiding it but her initial outing is the reveal to like the whole group yeah because she's swimming and they all see her from behind with the the seam yeah oh the seam did I see the book yeah. Um, there's that classic image in this book of that of the frog being. Oh, right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the frog being dissected. Yeah, it's like page yeah. one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. This is the very right. first arc of it. Yeah. Um, and a lot, I, of, a lot of really vaginal imagery in this book. Very, yeah. very yonic. A lot of a lot of slits with fluids oozing from them. But it, I feel like that almost kind of lends itself to the cosmic horror angle of it because it's a lot of portal-y type stuff. Like yeah. it, it always starts with somebody also uncomfortably digging around in like the wounds. Like there's the glass that's stuck in the foot. There's the dream where there's oh, sure. a message. The foot is also how she sheds her skin, like, the second time. I did lie. The other part that creeped me out, for some reason, is when they pull the... In the dream, when they pull the message out of the, uh, out of the foot. Well, it she, wasn't even that graphic. I just find the idea of it weirdly horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's one of those definite, like... Like I said, if I would have read this earlier in high school, I don't know, it might have scared me out of... Uh, Ever having sex? Yeah, in the opposite <laughs> at all. Like well, that's that's interesting because I feel like it, maybe no. I'm wrong, but I feel like Burns kind of wants the opposite of that. Like well, he wants to yeah. say that yeah, it makes the world strange and you're different, but but you're not that different. Like you just it's just a change. And like in the end, it like, feels like that's what it is. It's like a horror story that preys upon a more grounded fear than something like the fear of a serial killer or the fear yeah, of okay. uh, a super-powered Jason monster. So something we should, you know, maybe address here then is the context of 
of this bar. I mean, is this HIV AIDS yeah. crisis? Yeah, yeah, that's well, what I thought too. Can I say something real quick yeah. before we do that, though? I do want to point out that in terms of narrative, like the main horror, quote unquote, element of it is the murder, and that's not done outside. It's done within the community of these people. Yeah, and like it's very like interjectedly too. Yeah. Like everybody kind of stumbles around it, but everybody's still living their own lives until like the climax and like the crux of the book. Climax, huh? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so yeah. Wow. <laughs> you want to talk about AIDS crisis? I do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it came a bit late for AIDS crisis proper. But. Yeah, but I think it still informs this book. I certainly. Mean, and it certainly informs the way that People of certain generations think about sexuality. Well, Charles Burns is older, I think. Yeah. He's a bit um, older than us. He said he grew up yeah. in Seattle in the 70s. So yeah. I assume this is sort of his life, but like, um, he, I think he's like an early Xer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd agree. Um, so, so I think this is, I think there is AIDS crisis, uh, at least in the orbit of this book. But the thing that, like, sort of struck me, and the thing that I have a bunch of tabs, uh, and Josh borrowed this one from me, so mm. you you saw these tabs and you were like, "What the fuck?" Or I thought you stopped right. doing that. Um, yeah. Oh no! You do what you're gonna do. Yeah. I, fu- I hate reading books when you have tabs on them because for some reason they just bother me. But yeah, <laughs> you do, uh, it's your books. You do what you're gonna do. Well, what I noticed while I was reading this was that it it wasn't sort of advocating for a particular sexuality though either. I mean, yeah. there there isn't you know just heterosexuality in here. I mean. In fact, you know, I, a lot of the characters seem quite bi, you know, um, and and that monstrousness doesn't, you know, express in that way, right? Which which would be an instinct when you're doing a book like this, you know, uh, sucky X Men again, right? Well, there is that you want their you want their superpower to be a representation of their sexuality or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because like they're definitely background characters that say like slurs at the main characters and yeah. stuff like that, but I feel like you're right that that just like lends itself more towards the overall like everybody has to deal with, or not everybody has to deal with stuff like sure. that. But yeah, there are people that have to deal with that all the time. Dun dun dun. Yeah. You um, made it with a girl with a tail. Well, that was that was the first uh, tab that I have here is the is the the girl with the tail, because while I was reading this, I, it occurred to me like if I'm a teenage boy, and a and a girl grows a tail right in front of me, am I stopping? Well, she doesn't, she doesn't grow it right in front. Well, of Well, you know what I mean. Though. But it's like, it is very out and pre- and open he, to him when he first uh, sees her. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does break off her tail. Oh, uh, like later in the book, which I also marked, but uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, as a teenage boy, you know, you mentioned, Cody, like, if you had read this, like, it might have slowed you down. I don't know if it would have slowed me down. <laughs> like, yeah, I, didn't I, think it, well, I, I think at a really certain point I, I, it, during my teenage years, I was hot to trot, and I didn't care what, you know, like, tail or, or you know, uh, skin shedding, whatever. I'm, you know, I would be down in some ways. I wonder what it has to do with background about sex, because in, in my family, we were raised to know, like, not in a gross way, but we were raised to know what sex was, and we had questions, we got age-appropriate, sure. reasonable answers to them. Uh, I don't know what it was like for you guys. And, right. and so, if I'd read this when I was younger, I probably would have been like, 
I was terrified of everything when I was a kid. I'd probably be like, icky, gross, mutant stuff, but I don't think I'd be scared of sex because I'd understand mm-hmm. that sex isn't that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not not in that sense. Just like... It, and the book doesn't portray it like sex is something to be scared of necessarily, but it definitely... Like, so some of the movies that we have to watch for the other show that are horror films that put the sex yeah. in, it feels... We talked about... On like right off the bat at the beginning about how it seems like just because it was already in an element where you had to do the stuff that you couldn't get away with in other things, it's kind of just like also there yeah. to sell like oh we have killings and there's also nudity and sex and stuff. This one feels more like it is present as something that is just everybody's gonna have to go through it one way or the other. If it's with if it's by yourself or with somebody <laughs> else. Like, just coming to terms sure. with that part and then, like, the residual fall. Because there's other characters that have sex that don't have the... What do they call it? Uh, the I bug? Yeah, the I don't bug. think they ever give it a name, like, proper. I think they just say refer to it as the bug. There was something about it, like, near the beginning. I think that you see some of the AIDS crisis stuff in that. Because in the early AIDS crisis, they didn't really... No, didn't really speak on, the yeah. name. Yeah. Well, it's not just they didn't know. It's that they didn't really say it because it was... Because it was so associated with homosexuality mm-hmm. and drug use. So, admitting, like, Roy Cohn famously, you know, and I think Rock Hudson as well, they both uh, likely died from AIDS, but they never admitted it. Mm-hmm. Versus people like Freddie Mercury and, and other people who... Yeah, people who were associated. Them. Like, Freddie, Freddie Mercury was bi, so everyone was like, well, yeah, that's what he gets. Ray Cohen was also gay, but he not publicly. As was, in all likelihood, Rock Hudson. Dun dun dun. Do, do. I was trying to cover for you to find whatever you're looking for. I mean, I was just, doesn't, I, uh, I was just trying to see. And then, and then he was he just started humming too, like he hummed with us there. <laughs> I was just trying to see. I can't. It's somewhere in one of the classes where they're talking about, or in the hallway. Check the. And I can't uh, check the orange second orange tab. Second orange tab. Oh, second orange tab. That's way later. Yeah. It's way earlier than that. Oh, do you think? Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. They they don't directly call it whatever, but, uh, whatever. That point's been missed and gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, this book's really good. Quite critically acclaimed. Yeah. Quite critically acclaimed. Uh, it's yeah. very well known. That's, yeah. When the, when the three reviews on the back of the very minimalist like flap are times the new york times book review and the chicago sun times yeah. it's all pretty good compared to sometimes when it's like somebody's twitter handle yeah yeah <laughs> it was definitely when i first read it i definitely went through like two or three times within like a week or so i really af- there's a lot of depth to it after this book i really want to read last look like that's the next thing on my want list now yeah i mean as these things go, since this is not a collaborative, this is not a collaboration book either. Like this could have been bad. <laughs> like right. you know, oh, yeah. when you don't have uh, you know another voice to to sort of like, well, maybe we downplay the sex, or maybe we yeah. we don't show the erect penis on this page. <laughs> uh, but but in this case, you know, like 
it really does work as a as an art piece as well as uh, a, uh, a sequential art. You know. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much you can make a book like this nowadays. So this was something that I was wondering too, because a page like this is pretty dense in text, and like I said, this is just a character. This is just a couple characters talking to each other, but it's all dynamic and different. And when you read it, it flows like real conversation and the characters stutter and um and ah like appropriately versus something that is definitely more of like a script writer's choice sure like you have like a writer who laid it out and then an artist did it on top of it did it on top of that uh i do <laughs> i do want to talk about real quick whether you can make a book like this nowadays because i think that like we talked about that generation of sure. cartoonists like there was those sort of channels that you could move through. I'm not sure they exist the same way anymore. Like, well, professional magazine work doesn't seem to exist quite as much now that Mad finally fucking folded shop, which is... <sighs> a tragedy. Um, and even before that, like, it was mostly just Mad, like, as far as... I don't, I don't, I don't know of many other cartoon mags out there. Um, Image gives opportunities, but I feel like there's an unspoken pressure and image to, to Walking Dead, to make something that's commercially viable, right? Yeah. And I, and I'm not slagging on image books there, because I like a lot of image well, books, honestly, and I probably own more from them than any other comic company on off the top of my head. But I don't think they feel the same role that Fantagraphics did, where there were... Well, Fantagraphics still exists. Yeah, uh, but I mean, not really. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, they come out with about two things a month, which is... I mean... Mostly collections of other people's work. I mean, after... Was it was Groth that died, right? And Kim's left? Right. I mean, and after that, they mostly... They had a Kickstarter to keep them going, and I feel like at this point, don't they mostly put out collections of other people's yeah. work and sort no, of fade? They, they still throw out the original graphic novel every so often and things like that. Um, I mean... It used to be that Fantagraphics made their money in, in stroke books. Yeah. Uh, the Eros comics. I feel uh, like... Uh, didn't but they, there's no market for that now. They, well, and that was their deal. Oh, was uh, oh there is, I assure yeah, you. I know, uh, but, you can sell plenty of pornography comics if you want to. But my I thought is there's, there's a lot more available on the internet. Sorry. Yes. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> they, Fantagraphics used to make their rent by, by selling sex books. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, I think because the market has moved away from explicitly sex like that and more towards subtle sex. <laughs> like like things like uh, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, is a very popular c- comic that is effectively pornography. But because they're like cat girls and they're tattooed up and things like that, it's not, uh, it's not like... Oh, I don't know. Uh, what was the name of that famous uh, Fantagraphics Eros comic? Meet the something. Meet the Meet the Millers or something like that. That was a you know like an like an incest book. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like a um, bunch of R crumb stuff. Like, yeah, stuff exactly. Um, well, I feel like that's how a lot of that like comics with an X era stuff is just in general. Like, but shifted. But now Fantagraphics makes their money republishing uh, strips, like you're saying. That's how they pay the rent now. But they still do the original graphic novel stuff uh, as a result of that, of, of having that availability 
Because the book market, which is really what crushed Fantagraphics in some ways, is the collapse of some places like Borders. Because right. you used to have, uh, you know, two chain, two major chains where you could put your books out. And then once that gets cleaved like that, once, you know, it's just Barnes & Noble and, you know, maybe Amazon, right? Like, that's... I assume they sell through Amazon. They do, but it's it's not guaranteed sales in the way that, like, if you have, you know, 200 borders, you know, well, okay, you might trickle out a couple of books through Amazon when they want them. Be like, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Does Amazon not, I mean, it, what you're saying is that the book trade buys books direct, whereas on Amazon you're saying they purchase as needed. Kind of. Yeah. But doesn't Amazon purchase for warehouse and then ship for Well, they house? probably, you know, they buy based on their, so like, they, they'd be like, you know, like their algorithm an, would be like, well, we I mean, need five copies of it's this. It's still, yeah, There's in an order, order, like, algorithm sort of yeah. thing. Um, so it would be significantly fewer copies because there's only the one chain, you know. I see what you're saying, but to some extent I think that's, logarithms just sort of focusing down. This is the thing that we've talked about in reference sure. to things like streaming services, like focusing down on what people want, which kind of squeezes out things that people might try and find interesting. Which would be a book like this, right? Um, I don't know if you could get away with Black Hole today for other reasons. Uh, the one I was going to suggest has less to do with the commercial viability and more with the taking 10 years to finish something yeah. and... Because by then, you've already moved through two or three generations of comic readers. Like, hmm. I, in the way that this thing from 95 to 2005, I think it said, um, was only maybe one generation worth of comics readers removed. You know? Like, nowadays, if you're talking... I mean, what, what would you say our average time to hold on to a customer would be, Cody? About six months before they... Before they go dead on us? I mean, it, it just depends. Like, yeah. I would say it's like 50% of are the people that, like, are not going to be going anywhere. Like, have sure. been comic buyers, will continue to be comic buyers. And then the other, it depends on what is out. Yeah. Like, they're usually... If if it's something that they were... In, if somebody was interested in the first issues, you'll probably stick around for the rest. But you're right in that, like, you're losing half of the market of the people who come in and see, like... Oh, here's issue eight of Black Hole. Where's the others? Oh, we sold out of them five months ago when the rest of them were yeah. coming out. Um, also, Vertigo yeah, not existing years anymore would hurt something like this. And I don't know if you want to necessarily speak to that, Josh. But I mean, somewhat. But I feel like this is outside of the Vertigo remit in a similar way. To I, so, like of... it, I meant, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, because if you talk about... Like would pre like the television show Preacher yeah. uh, was first a comic book. Could that exist today as a comic book? I don't think so. You I, know, I would have to disagree with you there. I yeah. think you could publish it on Image. Like I don't know if it would reach. I don't know that it would reach as far as it did. Sure, but I think you could find a publisher for at least the starting issues of it. Well, I think image. that's it. Just I don't. I don't know if it would succeed. Though. Yeah. Well, let's look at like something like Saga now comparatively. Like, still has, you know, quite a lot as far as comics go of, like, full sex. But it is also definitely more paced out in, I feel like, a post-Walking Dead comic book industry where I think people are aware that a big money opportunity is adapting it. And so 
I don't know. I feel like there's always a sprinkling of at least a little bit of cat suiting or uh-huh. you know fan service at sure. least in a cover or something like that. I mean, money shot is a okay. Thing that's going on. You know on what now we could compare popular. this to? I the the apples to apples comparison would be something like unnatural. Sure. I, uh, are you aware of what unnatural is, Josh? Because <laughs> you're making a face when I said that. Uh, that's the one that's like it's an image book that's that's like yes freeze, yes right? yeah. yes. I haven't read it. Um, that's now fine. I'm not I'm not comparing <laughs> the artistic quality because I I I didn't read unnatural. In a in uh, in let's all talk about a book we didn't read. Well, <laughs> I didn't read it, but I am aware of its commercial viability uh-huh. because I Ooh. watched that one start hot and get cold real fucking fast, <laughs> right? Because um, because people, you know, and that book is still like reprinted in the dollar image, like starter books, alongside yeah. much more <laughs> successful IPs. I do because I don't know fucking anything about it. Uh, it's it's what you described. That's I like mean, that's so all there is. Just sort of a mainstream furry. Well, it's it's a, it's a pig girl. Like the the main star is a pig girl, and she uh, as an abusive wolfman ex. Yeah. And then it's also magic stuff, but it's a lot of sex too, or at least a lot of like plump <coughs> pig girl. Mm-hmm. Like having bad dreams and negative but, but it's not a pretty book. It's not a pretty book to look at. I mean, yeah. um, I think I think you could make the argument it was you know in some ways it it shows bodies more realistically than other things, even though they're still furries. You know, based um, on the cover, I thought the art reminded me of uh, a person who does Wet Moon. Yeah, yeah, it, it does look like that. Um, uh, and I, I forget that person's name too, but which uh, I was actually, if there had been a ten dollar trade of that, I probably would have picked it up because I, that art style is okay. Oh, <laughs> occasionally of unnatural or what? Yeah, even though I knew that I'd probably dislike it <laughs> if it was a ten dollar trade. I'm sure it is. If oh, it, like if I want furry stroke material, I can't find infinite amounts of that. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, if you, you want to come out the as a furry on the podcast, it's okay. Uh, it's, we're, we uh, will support you. One of us is in the matted wolf suit, buddy. <laughs> according to our canon. It ain't me. I was, uh, I was the Mustang mascot for one homecoming game. <laughs> Cody confirmed furry. <laughs> it was a horse. Is that, is that a furry? How? <laughs> oh, God, I guess my little pony. How, that make me a how am I in a room full of furries all of a sudden? <laughs> This is your fault, Jessica, contest winner. <laughs> well, again, if you're just hanging out with your fursuit, they're going to yeah. fucking latch on. Uh, Lots of... That's called the effing. So, <laughs> latching on. Political candidates <laughs> and, you know, video game tournament winners are, are furries. We're, we're in a post-furry society here. Wait, there's a political candidate who's a furry at this point? Oh, yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you who it is off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen like like that. a major one. Or no, I don't. Like... I mean, nobody who's running for president. You know. I mean, I know oh, but in England there were some fursuit dudes, but that's because in England Andrew people Yang, love as a joke. Most Andrew of the Yang time. has a bunch of uh, photos of him as a goth, though, which like is very <laughs> exciting to a certain crowd. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin goth. So. <laughs> 
So this this conversation is fun and it has been interesting, <laughs> and I think it's probably time to talk about the beauty now. So yeah, we have we have records. Right. We have miles and miles to record before we sleep. I mean, or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, right. I feel like talking honestly about unnatural is a nice bridge oh, to beauty because. I when did beauty start? I feel like beauty started about the same time as unnatural, maybe a little earlier, a little later. It was early twenty ten. Unless unnatural was out somewhere that I wasn't aware of. Unnatural is on issue twelve. Beauty is on issue I don't know twenty something. So, but unnatural also stopped at issue twelve. So yeah, in some ways that's not. I was actually going to ask if beauty is still ongoing, which I didn't know because I dropped off. Um, I think it finished. But it it it's it either stopped at twenty four. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> um, I think it only went to twenty four because then they moved on to a different book. So do you want to talk about this Jeremy Hahn fellow who I know nothing about? Uh, I don't I don't know a ton about it, but I have talked to him a couple of times. Does he still live in Joplin? Yeah, that's he's, interesting. He's he's a huge proponent of the town of Joplin. Like he's he's involved in in uh, a lot of the revitalization after uh, after the bad things that happened in Joplin so a I, couple years ago with the tornado and whatnot. I wondered about that because that, I think, puts me at four or five degrees separation from Jeremy Hahn because I also... Well, you're, you're, <laughs> you're three uh, very easily. Um, I, I, I mean, through our mutual friend, uh, the other artist fella. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but... No, you're two away from him because you know Aura, and Aura knows him. That's fair. I would, well, but I, I mean, I uh, played it, in bands with people <laughs> that lived in Joplin during like small music venue things when I was in high school, and they lived in Joplin. So when the tornadoes happened, my grandparents also lived around that and like the Neosho area. Okay. So we did a benefit concert. And then I, I know a band that is still active like in the Joplin scene that I was in a music video for. But that music video was lost to a dead CPU, so you will never see me as a background zombie in a pop-punk Joplin-based music video. Like hell we won't. <laughs> get that get that fucking hard drive so I can fucking try and recover it somewhere. They tried, man. Oh, I wish. I wish that existed. I have one picture on my like Facebook, I think. Noise. I was going to say, that shit would go on our fucking Facebook for this in a <laughs> in a New York minute. Um. Uh, Jeremy Hahn, uh, yeah, he's he's semi-local to, to Kansas City um, in the Joplin. Um, he, um, I'm not 100% sure where he got his start, but I know where he sort of struck it big was on the Batwoman book. He followed up J.H. Williams, which is a fucking hard act to follow. Yeah, that book, um, the J.H. Williams book, was real well known. Yeah. Um, he was the next artist on it, and um, he continued a lot of uh, the sort of stylistic things that J.H. Williams did. Um, but yeah, he, uh, at the time, Batwoman was going through a controversy, too, because DC was going to sort of downplay the lesbian sexuality stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. J.H. Williams left the book, uh, I would say, either directly or indirectly as a result of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's sort of hearsay, so don't, yeah. uh, don't take that to the bank. But, uh, but I think that that's sort of what happened, was a disagreement over creative stuff, is sort of how they left the book. And mm-hmm. Jeremy Hahn was the next guy on it. And so when you have that controversy, 
and you're also the next guy on it. He was put in a pretty difficult place, and having said that, like his art is fantastic on that book, and does he did a real good job picking up where J.H. Williams left off in a very difficult position. Um, DC did renege on that a bit, right? Oh yeah, no, DC has not, yeah. because it's popular it's the, to, to embrace alternative sexualities at the moment, so DC now is okay is, with it. It was popular then, too, they just misread the climate. Yeah. I, I, I don't, aside, setting everything aside for what people personally think, I don't understand why you would be like, there's one thing that my book is notable for, let's stop doing that. Right. Because that was what anybody, no offense to the people involved in creating it, uh, that was what people cared about, if I recall, in that book. was like, oh, it's, 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 uh, it's well, Batwoman. Well, there's some representation. She's, because there's representation. She's a lesbian. She's, because ten years ago, know. there was hardly any of that. You yeah. know? Um, so, for sure. Uh, yeah, so... Um, now, for Beauty and uh, for his other book, Realm, uh, Han did a, a sort of comic shop tour of the country to promote these books. He did um, Rome too, huh? What's that? He did Rome too, huh? Yeah. It's another book I did not like as much as I wanted to. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, Josh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, to your friend. He said, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, uh, I know friend isn't exaggerating. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say he could recognize me in a lineup. I, I don't know if uh, he would stop to pick me up in the rain. If um, you recognize you in a lineup, that might be problematic in the future. You <laughs> might have to take care of that business. Well, he saw me stabbing his tire, so. <laughs> but, uh, but nevertheless, uh, sorry, he did a comic store tour of, of these, of these uh, various books. And that's a thing that's kind of a lost art, and the reason why I kind of wanted to bring him up is because I thought that that was a super cool thing to do is to... Stop by a bunch of comic stores and just hand shill your book to, you yeah. know, the, the various people. And and it seems to have worked. I mean, by all accounts, uh, you know, the as his as his sort of blog would indicate, like he picked up, you know, readers at every stop. So yeah. people who would not be necessarily aware of, of, of the existence of these things. So I mean, I don't want to shit on his work ethic. I just want to shit on this book in particular. <laughs> and and, I'm just, and there's I no... I don't hate this book. I really don't we hate We should take this, this show on the road and broadcast from different comic stores. Uh, you want to? Uh, oh, it would I'd be super know. fun this yeah. summer. We could do summer we, tour. we could we could do a summer thing. I don't I don't have anything going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is to say, if you if you know any jobs that would be willing to hire me, let me know, listener. <laughs> um, but yeah, bad or <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you only shill this show. Having having said that, um, I had a difficult time with this book. Uh, in so much as volume one is the getting the team together volume, and I hate that. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. So that's, I think that that's, we're going to have some. That is the that is the main criticism I have. Of so it. you're just going to steal all my shit right up. Go somewhere. right ahead. Have <laughs> at let's, it. First, let's you know follow the format of the show and talk yep. about what happens in it. Yeah. The beauty takes place in a world where there's this disease called the beauty. It's sexually transmitted. That sounds familiar. Uh, when you get the beauty, uh, the only two effects that anybody knows about are that you become very attractive uh, and your temperature raises a slight amount. Yeah. Uh, 
But we find out in the course of the first arc that actually it also causes people to spontaneously combust sometimes. Which I love. Yeah, that's where they get you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because it wouldn't technically be spontaneous this, combustion. Was this a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Or I don't I don't remember in real time. Uh, it felt like six <laughs> months ago, but uh, something like that. <laughs> Except I guess it wouldn't technically be spontaneous <coughs> combustion because it's caused. I mm. suppose. Uh, it has the appearance of spontaneous human combustion. In these first, because the first one is the first six issues, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first six issues, we follow some detectives uh, who have the beauty as they try to find out what's going on with these uh, these deaths that are being covered up by an unscrupulous pharmaceutical company for reasons that I honestly was never particularly clear on. Because uh-huh. they want to manufacture a not as good right. cure. I, I guess, but that just seems dumb. I feel like it's not an uncommon trope. That... It's not an uncommon trope, but it's one that... Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting people. No, I, just the, the same of, like, corporation creates a panic so they can make money selling anti-panic device or, you know, whatever that mulligan might be. Or MacGuffin, excuse me. Okay. I never buy that kind of thing very much, simply because somebody else will invent the better cure. <coughs> well, I mean, and that's what <laughs> the book is about, but just... just... I, but would they? I mean, I think yeah. about something like insulin right now, how hard it is to get, you know... I think You're it's... assuming that current technology can cure diabetes, which is n- not the case. Well, but, no, I'm saying, though, that they charge so much for insulin. Because... Why hasn't somebody come out with better insulin? There are cheaper kinds of insulin. People do come out with better insulin. It's just that in America we have artificially inflated drug prices. But I think you can also make that argument for this situation, right? But that's not the argument that I'm making. Okay. What I'm making would be people suppressing a cure for diabetes so that people would keep buying insulin, which is sort of what this book is taking. Okay. and knowing that, all the right, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Sense. It is different, and that's it's like these. That leads to people who think that Donald Trump secretly has the cure for cancer, which the the QAnon people believe. I mean, okay, I don't know if you yeah, know that. I and I I'm not a fan I, of that I, kind I, of thinking. I don't know what the QAnon people believe. I do know I drive by a sign uh, on my way to work oh, uh, every other me. day that uh, that says QAnon on a big old billboard. Don't Bye, fucking wow. remind me that these people live near us. Oh, sorry. Nothing. <laughs> these people are horrible. They believe all kinds of stupid Actually, shit. it doesn't say QAnon. It just says Q, but it, it is referencing QAnon because it's got a big American flag with it. Maybe I'll just pretend they're referencing Visitor Q, the movie by, t- by uh, Takashi Miike. Or Q from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to summon got the John virus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, summon John DeLance is a fifth level spell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, or if you cast it at seventh slots. level, you can yeah. su- summon a dire John Delance. <laughs> <laughs> like John Delance. How do you follow dire. that up, Cody? Oh, I got nothing to follow that up. I'm waiting for my next like jumping in point. There it yeah. is. That, that it's might, right here. That might have been the best joke I've ever made on this fucking podcast. <laughs> I 100 percent agree. <laughs> dire John Delance. Damn. <laughs> Does it, do these have titles still? I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess not. Not t- really. Cody's the one who's doing them now. <laughs> oh, that's well, sucks. Hey, listen, I didn't name the first couple of them. 
I'm just continuing the tradition that they are in. I didn't know I had the artistic freedom. You did the way talk we, further adoos, but the you did on we, these. Yeah. Uh, the way that we used to do it is I would come up with a clever name for the, that podcast, whatever adoos. Gotcha. The rest of them were just named after the, the movies. <laughs> because it's clunky to name a thing with two things in the title. So there's my thinking. <laughs> Stupid as that any, is. Uh, <laughs> any, any more background information you want, uh, <laughs> dear listener? Yeah, we, can, we can have a full production meeting right in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Aura and I still have not created host accounts on our website. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Aaron and Jessica have created host accounts. I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, well, Aaron and Jessica are better than us. Listen, this is just a hilarious lexicon for the viewers to come back to later. Yeah. Uh, that'll be Girls Talk Comics, which should be coming soon. <laughs> Girls.comics.fireside.fm Hinkle virus. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know that we need to get deep into the meat of the plot for this. Like, well, the, Let's start talking about... I think your problem with it is there... It isn't a ton, right? I mean, I, okay. I have several things that I want to bring up that I didn't like about. Can it. I? Can I real quickly? Uh, I will say up front. Yeah. And then you can real quickly. Yeah. Uh, I will say up front that my problems aren't that I think this is terrible. I think it's a mediocre book. Sure. That I would not be interested in continuing on. Sorry, uh, Han person who is probably a very nice human being. You don't have <laughs> to. Uh, I, I, Listen, mean, I don't we want tell, to know these people because Smallwood then it makes it personal. sucks that it sucks. Uh, yeah, he, uh, and and he's probably mad at us for that. No, no I don't know. Um, Smallwood? Yeah, his, his work doesn't suck. He just sucks. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you hear me, Greg Smallwood? You suck. Oh, boy. How am I going to fucking fix that? This would be the one to, to link him to. Yeah, no, like, hey, not we, me, man. Greg Smallwood will never listen to our podcast. That's one. And two, if he does, I think he has enough of a sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't well, want Smallwood guess what? coming for me. <laughs> um, so... No, uh, this book, let me... Have you got it? Because I can talk no, about it. No, I, I do know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to, to word it as, as I want it to come out. There is a thing that I want this book to be that it is not. And, okay, I see some heads nodding here. So, <laughs> so uh, Interesting. Yeah. Because you stole my notes, which is weird, because I didn't make any. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of world building here and there are a lot of interesting stories to tell in this world where this is the case I want an anthology book that is rather the side by side yeah. to like hey tell me about like the teenage kid that gets the beauty tell me about the the you know the bug chaser in the beauty world tell, tell me about by the way that's what I think this book is about is bug chasing that was my mm -hmm. note um, but, uh, tell me about, um, you know, somebody who goes through the world ugly in the world of the beauty, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, tell me those stories. That's what I want from this book. And this two-detective procedural doesn't get me there. Yeah, yeah that's exactly and I, my biggest problem. And I love procedurals. Josh has, has <laughs> mentioned my love of procedurals, uh, which... To me, this book wasn't bad. Like I, I, it was fine. Uh, no, uh, and I think you said it's fine as well. It's just not your favorite. But I don't want to continue. Yeah, yeah. which I think is kind of a negative review. <laughs> okay, so I would I would say fair. 
I yeah. guess would be a good way to put it. And I think maybe it is that procedural split that I don't care for procedurals, and, and you do. Uh, it's like I heard the premise, and I was actually very excited about this book because I think the idea of a world, like what would a world look like where you could, uh, you know, you get a sexually transmitted disease that makes you beautiful. Like what would what would the social structure look like? How would entertainment industry work? Like sure. how would all of these things happen? And instead I read a book, a CSI fucking beauty. Uh, I got six issues of that, and it, it didn't make me very happy. <laughs> because I just I just don't care about the story about how they're going to die from it. Like, that just seems like the... It seems like... You talk about world building, but most of the world building in this, in my opinion, it happened in the first, like, three pages through narration explaining the world. I suppose that's right. And the rest, of, most well, of the rest of it is just them hunting down this virus thing. And... I don't care for the part where they're... Like, you can build to where it kills people in an interesting way, but they don't. They, You can pretty much figure it out on page three when somebody fucking gets set on fire. Like, uh, Okay, so th- I'll, now I want to jump in, because, like, I thought that we were going to be on the same page about, like, the things that we, like, that weren't as... There's a couple other things. That's I'm, thing. I'm, I'm sorry that I stole your thunder, Josh. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize that that, you know... Because... Because that was I my... Actually, I, didn't to be, I didn't tell you to... I, I have fucking dibs on this. Well, no, I was but, joking. That I mean, that, that works on the other show, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh... I think Cody wanted to say... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let Cody talk, Aura. Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, so, I didn't know anything at all about this book going into it. Like, I didn't look up anything. I didn't read the cover. I just knew that black hole was the other book and oh well so, so you had a shitty comparison thing as well <laughs> i didn't i read beauty first because i oh, okay. remember just com- having the two books side by side i thought to myself it wasn't a fair comparison i should have to read as much of the beauty as available lengthwise at least that was closer to black hole and uh, but I only had the first book with me, so I was just like, alright, well, we'll start here. And the first issue, and the, like, explosion and all that stuff was enough to hook me. And I was like, okay, this will be cool. But then, by the end of the book, I definitely just, like, lost steam on it in the same sense. I, like, I realized what the comparison would be. I knew that it, like, it was because it's the sexually transmitted disease... You have the one character who already has it. You have the character who gets it. And then that's your motivation. But then, like, uh, injecting the cure, and then it felt exactly like something that I would watch on TV, where it has its own, like, mid-season arc, but it's all about to try to stretch out this premise a lot longer that should really just be a movie. Like, the the first, like, five to six issues feel like that's a that's a fine mid-tier action movie but then you get to the end and then there's more so i i don't know what the continuation of the story is but it's like i don't know it it felt like it was complete enough but then they left a bunch of stuff open-ended just to get you to keep going on and then they were adding new people in simultaneously just to derail the main stuff and my other, like, this this issue specifically, issue number five, was my complaint about uh, panel panel changing, not at all. Like, for somebody being handed a canister, not even any, like, text 
on that. And then she's still making the exact same face. Oh, so like, reuse of the same art? Yeah. yeah. It just... And part of the other problem, too, I couldn't tell you a single character's name in this book, either. And let me connect that with the art, too. My other major complaint about this book. Uh, I couldn't tell who had the beauty and who didn't. Yeah. In a lot of cases, because the faces just aren't interesting enough. They're drawn in enough. that comic book way. Like, the main character, <coughs> the main detective in the first issue, he starts out not having the disease, and then... But he doesn't look uh, ugly. And then he gets it. And I could not tell you the difference between his face at the end when he's looking in the mirror with the big reveal. There's... And the beginning. Like, I'm sure there's a the difference. The skin looked a little smoother, but yeah. Uh, but it's not pronounced enough, and it needs to be pronounced for this yeah. kind of thing. Like, what I... The thing that I was thinking when I was like, how would I do this premise? Like, why isn't... Why don't they have everything in black and white except everybody with the beauty is in color? So that you're like, wow, look, they, they pop out from the world. They have a vibrancy that everybody else doesn't have. Maybe, I mean, that's maybe, I don't even know the if Pleasantville it's a good way. thing. But it's, it's a way. <laughs> it's something that distinguishes it. And I think that's a real problem in this book. Like, these characters are beautiful because the text says that they're beautiful. Not even because they necessarily, like, the characters look attractive, but not mm-hmm. in a way that distinguishes them from other characters very well. Yeah, it just kind of like Ken dolls up already pretty looking people. Yeah. And the people, like the the eco-terrorists or whoever that band together to try to make a cure, they also like don't look unattractive, but you can tell that they're just drawn a little bit wider. Like that's the true difference is just being like the, <laughs> the average weight as opposed to what like the desirable or like the model weight looks like yeah i think i'm probably a little angrier at this book than i should be just because i think the premise had a lot to it and could have been cool oh gosh and well, i that, just i feel not, that it really the, your didn't. anthology idea i really really like too i do think that that is but that's i think what black hole does to a degree is sure. it kind of vignettes yeah. a couple of different things going on versus this both of the characters are going through like the exact same thing like and the one character who seems like is going to be a main character that's doing something different is the main lady who has like the lesbian relationship Mm -hmm. and she dies like very early for like the sake of the cause so that was another like okay yeah this feels more like a movie for like these character introductions in each volume feels like it's just another couple of episodes like a part of writing stuff, especially within a world that's where you're trying to do world building, is finding the right story, like the interesting story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think they did that with these first six issues. There's, there's even, even like within the, the book, like for instance, they meet with a, a woman who's doing a talk show, who has the beauty, and she's a, a, a beauty advocate. That's kind of an interesting story. Yeah. Why don't we tell that story? Well, it's she more gets interesting killed too. Than two fucking detectives. <laughs> she gets killed too, and then they just like move on. It's like they're constantly just having to move on to the next thing. Like, they have their goals set, but each issue is the episode where they just kind of get, like, reset back a little bit and they push it. It feels like X-Files kind of in a way, where you have, like, your grand, oh, we're going to find the truth, the truth is out there. Oh, push the smoking man back a little bit more. You Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. My head just played the X-Files theme song. That's (laughs) that's why I grinned like that. If you you were guys are both like, what the fuck? Like... (laughs) 
or even the story of like the terrorist the terrorist guy who turns out to be like the former scientist who was like we were discovering a cure and they didn't want it so I, I went rogue and joined up with these anti-beauty terrorists to try and use them from within to fix this like that's a really interesting story yeah. Even the like, even why the like we telling it? serial killer government hitman yeah. is like a by the books. Okay, he's a guy. He kill, cuts the people up in his free time, and they they're the he's the guy that they call when they need the bad jobs done. And then he's just like a government assassin guy, and he wears a, a mask. It's like I'm he, sure he they'll like probably Morte mask. Yeah, it, I'm sure they probably go a little bit more into him, or they just wait until they bring out a different character and then they murder that guy. Uh, again, it was one of those like up, upon his first reveal, I was interested, and then I <laughs> saw what he did the next few times that they brought him back, and it was just like, a, okay, I'm, there's nothing really new here. It's just the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's in seven and eight, they do move towards a more anthology style. Which they talk about in the letter column for six that they're going to be doing, mm. uh, but by then they just kind of lost me. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting story. It was about a trans person. I was I was originally set on uh, picking up the other volumes but, to borrow just to like continue on reading. But I mean, obviously we're recording the episode now. I haven't had a chance to do that. But yeah, I mean, like, I didn't. Did you I, read any more of it, Oro? I did not. I, okay. I, yeah. I I only read the first volume as well. Um, I read it earlier and then I read it again for the show I do think we can call out the covers sure covers are really good yeah that's the other thing I wish they like they kind of vignette the people who die but there's never any real follow up on that and it it only serves kind of as like a almost a distraction from the main plot as just a like hey this is still an issue but there's also no like there's really not a set time frame that they have it's not like a speed situation where they have a window or you know you can't uh be exercising rigorously that was the other thing i thought that there was going to be like a bunch of police chases or a bunch of things and that was going to be the accelerant that was or you know something yeah. make the stakes a little bit more tangible uh, wow no i i see what you guys are saying for sure but again, like I said, I didn't hate it. I could easily see why it went for like several volumes. It's just Yeah, I agree. Did you want to talk about the covers? The covers are good. Oh, I thought you uh, did talk about the covers. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to okay. Oh, I might have cut I might have <laughs> sidetracked that. Maybe accidentally there. That's fine. Uh the covers are kind of styled as though they were magazines a little bit, but not yeah. but they don't hit you over the head with it. And there's mm-hmm. there's a some of these are the B covers, and some there's a couple here that are the A's that you can see the style on. Yeah. Of people who have died from the beauty. Uh, and I, I really like the... That's what really attracted me to the book in the first place, was seeing solicitations for this thing with like a, like a, like a fake beauty magazine cover for this premise. I was like, that's, that's really awesome. That's attractive. It carried me through buying eight issues before I got fed up, so... <laughs> well, he had a... Uh... He had a Twitter campaign when he first started this book. Yes, the Beauty Free campaign. Mm. It kind of reminds, in that sense, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Man Eaters in the same sense. Has like a really cool concept and marketing thing that eventually kind of like loses steam and turns into this thing that it wasn't at the beginning. Sure. I didn't like the Beauty Free thing because I feel like there was a. I feel like when there's. It's good for people to see other body images, but I think there's also points at which the other body image becomes about shaming people that have 
Oh, okay. You know, the older, the, and that's like, like when people say like curvy women are beautiful too, that's great. But when they're like, I, you know, twiggy women are gross, like that's shitty. Like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. It's just as you're just being shitty in the way that people were shitty to you. That's not a positive thing. And I feel like there was some of that. To, maybe I'm reading too much into the beauty free thing, but I felt like there was that a bit of that to it. To like, we're just regular people. I'm like, well, why would you? Are, are you celebrating what in this world would be the stigmatizing of an underclass? Hmm. <laughs> like that's not cool. Like I can imagine AIDS free started fucking trending. Oh, right. Oh my. How would that? Yeah. How would that make people? Well, I mean the the conceit of this book. I, I get that but, you're just talking about like the the ad campaign. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that it was meant that way. I do want no. no I no. doubt this person, Jeremy Hahn, is shitty in that way. I just feel it was a little, no. little, little conceived in that way. Sure. Done. You can talk now if you want. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, no. I just, I, I agreeance in, in that same sort of thing. Like, they, even in the book, I, I was just going to say, they talk about when they're making the cure, they're, they're saying the radical idea is they have to do it in a, in a flu sense. They have to get it to everybody because there's, they don't know enough about it and there's the risk that people are going to die. And initially, like, the one, uh, original ego guy is like I really still hate that like I think people should have the choice for it but they decide like oh it's one of those for it feels kind of like a watchman scenario where it's like oh well, for the the greater good I have to take your choice away I have to make that call kind of thing yeah and that could be interesting morally if they gave it more space to develop right because the, yeah they they talk about it at the beginning about like why wouldn't you want it because some people's all they do is give people the beauty so they can become handsome or attractive but it's like you're still gaining a disease why blah 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 like what are the pros and cons to that yeah and like it's it, it's interesting initially as a huh what would i do but then everybody ends up getting it one way or the other or not being relevant enough for it to matter yeah i should probably move towards uh towards wrapping this business Worth it. Want to talk about price? Yeah. Uh, Black Hole. Black Hole's like 20? I think it's probably like 20 somewhere. Oris has the... He found us at fucking Hastings clearance thing for like four bucks. You son yeah, of a I bitch. did. <laughs> uh, I think you can, use, you can probably get a copy for 20 bucks used probably cheaper. Because it was, it was very heavily printed because of it, it being a critical darling. So I feel yeah. like... I feel like you could find it for four bucks without too much effort. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth it. It's worth twenty bucks. It's a great fucking book. It's fairly. We didn't talk about it, but it's fairly thick. Yeah, it's usually well boy. printed. It's fairly long. Absolutely, you should you should get it. It's great. Uh, was the beauty a ten dollar trade? I do yes. believe the beauty was a ten dollar trade. Give it here. Give it here. What? I'll tell you how much it is. Do you Just take your copy? It. My copy might not have it. Uh, my copy does. It's nineteen ninety five. So yeah, twenty bucks. So like a twenty dollar book. Yeah. <laughs> God, I definitely Jesus. saw it somewhere on there, it's but right I was right there. It's nineteen. It's the last. I know. Four I know. It's the, the last four, but I mean, it was. It's in here somewhere else too. There yeah. it is. Oh, oh, well, there it is. Look, you found it. If we're done podcasting like audio medium, if we're done podcasting like we're in a marriage that's separated, <laughs> and we get back to fucking the beauty. Ten dollars. Uh, 
If you have more give tolerance, give it a try for ten me, bucks. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. If you have more tolerance for procedurals than I do, maybe give it a try. And if it hooks you, maybe go on to other volumes, which may be better. I don't know. But I think I'm just yeah. I'm, I, I, I think was, the shame if it was is any more than ten bucks. I would definitely say no. Yeah. If that book was like a fourteen ninety nine or a, a shitty Marvel sixteen ninety nine for something like that, I didn't check, but I'm betting both of these are on Hoopla for free too. So yeah, try them on Hoopla for free. Black Hole feels. Aura has the ad deal with. <laughs> if you like well, reading, I know Black Hole. All right, let me back it up. I know Black Hole's on Hoopla. <laughs> I'm not one hundred percent sure Beauty is, but I bet it is. Sorry, go on. No, no, I don't know. But read Black Hole. Black Hole feels, if you're reading through comic books, Black Hole feels more necessary than Beauty feels. Black Hole is kind of a canonical book, I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have an interest in that like 80s, 90s graphics right. indie comic scene. If you've read a Daniel Close book, there's no reason why you shouldn't read like Black Hole. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, with Sounds that, good. you can find all of our podcasts at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. You can also find us on Facebook. Just do a search. That podcast uh, stays up all night. Slumber party. I think you. I wonder if you could search something weird, some sort of string like slumber party, and come up with us. Hmm. Podcast um, slumber party. Podcast slumber party, maybe. Um, you can email us that.podcast.productions at gmail.com you can subscribe wherever you damn subscribe to these things at I imagine uh, Stitcher Stitchers, the iTunes yeah. the Spotify's yep the Google Music thing any uh, anything to say about Twitter uh nope nothing not to, me, really. to say about the Instagram either I've, I've Josh really... what's coming up <laughs> <laughs> we've there's some issue. I think part of the problem is... Yeah, there I, is. I mean... I <laughs> We're looking at it. Assuming we haven't gotten divorced. Oh, buddy, no, I'm no, sorry, no. buddy. No, no, no. It's fine. This is... this is. We'll save this for production. He just, he just started stuff. shaking. I wasn't shaking. No. I wasn't crying. Assuming our polypod hasn't finished divorcing by the fucking time <laughs> we get around to it. Our next episode will be That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where we look at the films of... USA up all night, and we will be talking about Night of the Comet, Woo-hoo. which is a film that I think is very, very fun, uh, and which Aura is a big poop about, apparently. Um, oh, we'll see. <laughs> Girls just they'll, they'll have, have to. They'll just have to listen. After that, uh, the next week, and these drop, theoretically drop on Mondays. Uh, <laughs> We're, we'll we'll be us, back on was, schedule by the time the holidays. Give yeah. us a fucking break. Um... So the Monday after that, we should get... To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, they got all of the shows they were supposed they to. They got just more not, shows. Just mm-hmm. not in the order they were supposed to, is all. They yeah. got lots of shows. <laughs> They've gotten a show every Monday and a, a special New Year's episode. <laughs> just Enjoy just it, you all suckers. in a week. Just a very Son stuff. of a bitch. So next Monday is the, that pod is the uh, that podcast is up all night, and the Monday after that will be further ado, where we do some media related to what we do on that podcast. Uh, we'll never do, and this time we'll be doing it follows another STD movie. Another one. 
another STD, STD movie. Another STD thing. Eh, maybe not. Well, as opposed to all those like Army Army VD films that I watched. <laughs> I, I have a disc full of Army VD oh, films. Oh, why didn't Don't we fucking... Why didn't we do the Army VD films? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're real gross. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> God. And because uh, It Follows is a good movie. It is. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if Uh... Which I suppose we will get into. <laughs> oh, they'll have to listen for that too, Yar. I'll get to disagree with Cody. That rarely happens. Um, <laughs> I'm forward to it. Well, it's just because Cody's not disagreeable. It doesn't have anything to do with what you like. <laughs> fair, fair enough. So until then, uh, I don't know. Do you want to say anything to him? Anything. My uh, name is Cody. Fuck without a condom, kids. What? <laughs> you, it doesn't feel as good. I don't. It what? doesn't hey, feel as good. I don't. And the pill, uh, and, I, I don't and think birth can, control pills make you sterile. I don't think we can legally advocate for that. Well, Josh has I, got the uh, boomer crowd. Aura, do you want to hit the Gen Xers and all tag the millennials? Who gives a fuck? There's man. the Gen Xers and uh, wear a condom, kids. That's all three. <laughs>